You're listening. No. You're listening to the Buns.com Podcast Network. (laughs) (laughs) Buns, buns, buns. Aloha, I'm Fernando. And I'm Jamie. And this is the Opposite Tastes podcast. Two Gen Xers who can't be more different sample odd snacks and discuss or argue about pop culture. Of course, of course, uh, we've got our snack review coming up at the end of the episode. But first, weapons. We thought we'd go the totally opposite direction from our last episode where we talked about nerds. Right, so we figured uh-huh. we'd go with the most masculine, crazy, tough thing ever. <laughs> Weapons, guitar solo. What is that? Like the most like okay, you, you saw like the uh, the Batman Lego movie. It's kind of like the epitome of like I, I the super masculine. When you reach that 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 point of just being so badass and masculine, mm-hmm. you just start ripping like guitar solos for no reason. So once you reach that pinnacle, you yes. can do nerdy stuff. No, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> Not nerdy, but bad, uh, badass. Uh, that's what I There's think. There's a difference. No. Anyway, uh, before we move into our episode here, we've got some sponsors to thank. Jamie, who's your sponsor? My sponsor today is Paper Cuts. Two days of torture and a quarter inch slice. Ooh, I like that. Not too bad. Huh? Yeah, not too bad at all. Uh, my sponsor this week is Spitballs. Mm. Still the best way to catch hepatitis B. Spitballs. And Brainstorm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm just spitballing here. Exactly. So, uh, and also before we get into things, I have a question for you, Jamie. Yeah. And this question, I have to read it this way. I just can't like ask you the question in a normal, va- in a normal voice. I have to do it in this voice. So. Mm. Um, because you read a German? lot. Maybe German, <laughs> no, German no, accent? No. No. Oh, okay. Because you read a lot. If you were stranded on a desert island and you could only take one book with you, what would it be? Did you say book? Book. Oh, yeah. I thought I said book. I take the dollar. No, anyway, um, sorry. Uh, one book. One book. Okay, so this is fairly easy because I already have this one book in my... Um, you have it my, locked and loaded. My escape bag. <laughs> you have it in a Ziploc. My, uh, what do you call it? Like a jump bag or something? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so it's um, it's kind of a young adult type of book, uh, but it's called Kavik the Wolf Wolf Dog. What? <laughs> Kavik the Kavik, Wolf Dog. Kavik the Wolf Dog. Yeah. <laughs> okay, you're gonna need to explain a little bit, just a few sentences on what. The... I've I've loved the book ever since I was a kid. So it's like a young adult thing. Yeah. yeah. Or is it like a children's book, like a 15 pager? Like... Oh no no. Young adult. Wolf dog run. Run dog. Like a, like is a call of the wild kind of thing. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah. See see, like young adult books for me, that's <laughs> like might as well be um the Odyssey or you know, some other like grown up book. Like all of that, they're all the same to me as far as like it's hard for me to read like that much. You know, as far a young as young adult book? Yeah, like a reading load, like one adult, young adult book? Yeah, what young adult books, about? like, it's just, it's hard for me, it's, it's like, I can't even breeze through a young adult book. Like, it takes me well, that no long to read. asking you to breeze through anything. I you know, take but... take your time. Yeah. Like you but, did with Ready Player One. 
True. Which is, True. That was I a think page that turner. is kind of a young adult book. Is it? I think so. Oh. Yeah. It's good though. Yeah. But yeah. Okay. So once again, that that book is. Kavik, the wolf dog. All right. Mm -hmm. Maybe we can share like a audible link or something on our. On our, um, uh, our show notes, in case people want to get the wolf dog in their lives as well. Or, just, or are you being selfish and you hoarding all of that magic to yourself and not sharing? In, in this world of the internet, you can look it up, you know, and buy it on Amazon. Or uh, your lo local <coughs> library might have um, a copy. All right, mm -hmm. all right. Mm -hmm. But same could be said for everything we mentioned in the show notes. But I, I feel you, I feel you. True, but, you know, uh, okay, well. Oh, I can um, look it up on Amazon and, yeah, I'll, yeah. Put, I'll put the link. Thank okay. you, thank you. Okay. See, I just did that for you guys. Hmm. You owe me. Okay, now, while you do that, Jamie, here's some background for you. Um, uh, a weapon, also known as an arm or an armament, is any device that can be used with intent to inflict damage or harm. Weapons are used to increase the efficiency and efficiency of activities such as hunting, crime, law enforcement, uh, self-defense, and warfare. In broader context, weapons may be construed to include anything used to gain tactical, strategic, material, or mental advantage over any adversary or enemy target. Something that has been repurposed, converted, or enhanced to become a weapon of war is a term, is the term weaponized. Mm. Yeah, such as weaponized virus or weaponized laser. Or fart. Or fart, mm -hmm. yeah, Can. that's true. Or um, sex, as you said exactly. uh, earlier, before uh -huh. we started rolling. Uh -huh. Sex is a weapon, yeah. okay. Now, before we get into more weaponry, uh, I, I felt it would be uh, wise to just share this disclaimer. This episode does not advocate <laughs> uh, using or owning weapons that are not legal in your area. Check with your local law enforcement if you have any questions about what you can or can't own and or carry. Good one. Because, yeah. I mean, a big one is because, say, we're going to mention some guns here. Mm -hmm. Probably, mm -hmm. and uh, this is a Canadian podcast that's recorded in Hawaii, so that's our, mm. that's already different gun laws we're talking oh, yeah. already. You yeah. know, bear arms, yeah. the right to bear arms, and all of that. So it's different wherever you go. So anyway, go ahead and check with with your <clears throat> police or whatever. Now, <laughs> first, let's talk about some personal experience with weapons. And uh, Jamie, you're a licensed martial arts master, so go license. ahead and talk about your. <laughs> There's no such thing as a license. <laughs> talk about your your experience with weapons. Okay, um, I guess starting from my childhood. Um, I mean, not much, but I did have a great uncle who was a kendo master. Ah, sounds pretty great. Yeah, <laughs> he, was, he was great, um, and so I, I know that. One of my earliest memories of a weapon is that he gave us a wooden sword, and pretty, um, pretty solid wooden sword. I mean, you can do some damage if you wanted to. Uh -huh. um, and so me and my brother would uh, use that frequently as a prop for our, mm. you know, imaginary whatever, you know. All right, not battles. that imaginary. Yeah, yeah. Like one person would have, one of us would have a broom, broomstick, and the other one would have that 
sword. Right. Or during Christmas time, when you're done uh, using that wrapping paper, use that wrapping paper or roll. It's a sweet sword or bowl staff. What? Oh, oh. Yeah, but but it wouldn't hold up against the wood wooden sword. No, or not at all. Yeah. Yeah. Um, other than that, um, I am a black belt in karate. Uh, so, although we didn't train, we didn't get trained in any weapons. Uh-huh. Because I was, I guess that was sort of a, a non-focus of the school. Hold on. Okay, so what, what age did you stop practicing? Or do you never stop practicing? <laughs> <laughs> um, I stopped actively training um, in my early 30s. Okay. Yeah, I started in my late 20s. Wow. Okay. So, how long did it take you to ascend to black belt status? About well, five years. And are you uh, what degree? Oh, just first. First degree. Yeah, I quit after because then I was getting busy with other stuff, and then started dating my husband. So, uh, you know. First degree sounds badass. You know, like some people, because I'm sure not everyone is hip to the structure right. of the belts. Right. So, if you say first degree, some people are like, "Did you just start your black belt thing, or have you ascended? Do you start off tenth, and it's like right, a countdown, right, 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 right. and then when you're first Number degree, one. yeah, you're like, Ichiban. yeah. No, no, first degree is the first degree. <laughs> that sounds badass, though. The sure. first basically is, is the when you first get your black belt, you are first degree black belt. How many degrees? I don't know. I mean, I've heard of six, six degree. I don't know. I'm just Damn. spitballing. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Sorry to take a tangent. I have oh. like a million questions about that because I didn't know that about you, but continue. Right. But um, my sensei, my main sensei was fairly interested in weapons. So he would sometimes bring, bring to class, you know, show them to me, show me, you know, base, very, a very basic, um, way that it's used, you know. So um, I have had in the past um, a set of tonfas. Which those, are? Those look like, those are wooden and they look like, kind of like police billy clubs in a way. So oh, they have okay. like a handle and then like a, a main piece. Uh-huh. And then you can you can do anything, you can block with it because it's solid wood. What's, what's a leather version of that? Like a nap or knack or something or a kitty? What do they call those? Like the one that, like, you'll see the old-timey police officers, they're... Billy Club. Before the Billy Club, there was that... Kosh? Yeah, I think so. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. So I had a... I don't know why I had tonfas. Um, uh, what else did I have? I know my husband had size at one time. Okay. I'm not sure if he knew how to use them. Um, did he also eat pizza? Did he also wear a red bandana at night? Did he have three brothers that he When he's sick, he does have a green sort of shade to him. <laughs> no. Um, and his back is really hard. No. <laughs> anyway. Um, I still have two ninja stars that I bought mm. years ago. Yes. Um, uh, and then... Can you, do you have photos of your ninja stars? No. But they're easily accessible so that you could go ahead and grab them. Yes, they're in a display case. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Yeah, can you post that to the show notes? Um, I would have to Jamie's post it in the... Ninja Stars. I would have to post it in the um, Facebook page and then link that. Yep. Okay. Yep, sounds okay. good. Ninja Stars. Yep. 
Um, my main, um, what I retained was my nunchucks. So what you know how to use nunchucks? Kind of. Wow. Yeah, but um, I was never really good, so I didn't like put in a lot of time. Uh huh. I used to have a like the hard nunchucks. Um, which are very dangerous because it's really sore if you hit yourself. Uh-huh. So um, I get, got rid of that a long time ago. So now I have padded nunchucks. So I can do anything I want with it. I can hit myself and it doesn't really hurt. It, it kind of uh-huh. hurts. You may jam a finger if you do something wrong. But you can, it's really light. It's just basically, you know, the, the ch- chain part is basically rope. And oh, then okay. the, the actual stick part is padded. Got it. Yeah. So I can go really fast if I wanted to. When I was little, I called the numb chucks. Like it, it beat you so bad, it would go numb. numb. Yeah. Cool. Uh, my first. Maybe yours would be dumb chucks. <laughs> my, uh, my first uh, memory of nunchucks was, you can probably pinpoint this movie because you're such a big Bruce Lee fan. But um, it was the one where he has the nunchucks and he's beating everybody. And then um, he finally fights one of the henchmen that's Howley, and then he, a white guy, and he picks up the nunchucks and he's trying to do the exact same thing that Bruce Lee was doing, but Bruce Lee totally beats his ass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where, oh, that's so funny. But yeah, that was my first introduction to the nunchucks. And then, um, more recently, I don't know, like three, four years ago maybe, uh, I tried to take Escrima, which is the uh, Filipino stick fighting martial Mm, art. Yeah. And, um, but I had to quit after a very short while because I had neck problems and so it was uh, all the impact yeah. was um, making me sore so but um, I retained some of the movements of the screamo so um, I do have like random sticks around the house that I can just sort of twirl around you just beat Penny your cat with yeah sure or the sofa <laughs> <laughs> so that's it all right yeah. wow that was extensive. I kind of, I, I kind of saw that coming though. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> my experience much more brief. Um, I was taught to use a baton at an early age. Okay. Because my uncle, growing up, was a police officer, okay. so uh, for self-defense, um, it's not an extendable baton. Not the one that. No, although I do have that now. Oh, oh, do you? Yeah, I have one. I mean, I may or may not. I don't think that's legal. Uh, I may or may not have one. Oh now. yeah, yeah. Um, it's imaginary, basically. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but when I was younger, yeah, I had the one that didn't extend. So okay. it was just like kind of a really big keychain. Mm. And so, but yeah, my uncle taught me how to use it in case someone, anyone grabbed me from behind. Mm-hmm. But nowadays, I mean, I still know the movements, but no one's really going to grab me from behind anymore. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. I know how to spin a butterfly knife. That's good. I may or may not have one still. <laughs> But we had one in college at our dorm, and it was a roommate of mine. And that was just the thing to do. Like, we'd be watching TV or whatever yeah. and just spinning it. And I, I remember one time... It's cool, that's why. I was, yeah. I was pretty drunk, and I was doing it. And then oh. I kept dropping it. Uh-huh. I was like, kept picking it up, dropping it again, doing it. And then I looked down at my legs. I always cut some of my legs because it was so sharp. It would just slice my legs as I was dropping it. But It's weird that you didn't feel it. Yeah. You're so drunk, maybe? Yeah. Probably that. If it's that sharp, then you don't feel it either. And I'm sure if I sprayed some water on your leg, <laughs> you'd be like, "What the hell is that?" True, but luckily back then I still had friends <laughs> <laughs> that wouldn't do stuff like that to me. Um, let's see. 
I have a collection of Swiss Army knives, which is kind of a weapon, but more okay, utility. Yeah, I have those. Yeah, I have those. yeah. yeah. Um, let's see. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite weapon that I own that I can legally talk about is my uh, my buck 120 it's a eight inch hunting knife mm -hmm. which is the knife that they used in scream the scream movies I never saw any of them it's um basically well it's a fixed blade right but uh, the handle it's shiny and uh, it has like a silver there's a silver tip at the bottom the blunt side it's like this uh, little like, silver knob and then there's a few like other stripes and stuff that are silver, but it's just it's really, I love the handle. It feels really good. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah. And you have it in a safe place, right? It's in a, a sheath. Um, it's in my backyard, in my toolbox. Away from the kids though. It's buried, yeah. They would have to like, they would have to like really right. want to look for it. I'm not gonna call uh, yeah. CP, uh, CPS. Once I clean it, because it was kind of in my area where I had a lot of storage stuff and the, the, I had that one rat that was just pooping everywhere. So I want to like disinfect it and clean it really good. And I'd love to sharpen it. i got to get a sharpening stone. Yeah. It's been a while since I had one. But yeah. and then I have this uh, drawer that, that, that I keep like majority of my knives with me in my home. Um, and that is my experience. Mm -hmm. Yes. Now, let's talk about guns, because when you think weapon, I think that's probably the most popular. I guess. Right? So, let's talk about our favorite guns in pop culture, whether it be a TV show, a cartoon, movie, whatever. Mm -hmm. What mm -hmm. Comic book. Mm -hmm. What's your favorite gun in pop culture, Jamie? So, I have two. Okay. Um, not, okay, not, not that it's a fav favorite, but it's a very iconic. And this is the... Um, the M16A1 rifle that Scarface uses at the end of the movie. Is, is that right after the say hello to my little friend? That's what he's carrying when he's um, saying that. When he's saying that, yeah. Right. yeah. Say hello to my little friend. Yeah, so it's a rifle that's able to launch grenades. Oh, and that one. Yeah, yeah. I think that's the same one they used in Commando with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Could. That was the first time I saw like an M16 with a grenade thing at the bottom. Could be. Yeah. Could be. So the sort of the cool or funny story to, um, that goes with that is so Al Pacino, right, in Scarface. Right. And so the story is that um, for some reason, either he didn't listen to them or they thought the experts, you know, the consultants thought that he knew already. He didn't get the instruction on how to use this weapon. Okay. And it's a huge weapon, right? It it's is. It's heavy. Heavy. And stuff it's like heavy that. because that grenade thing, it's at the tip. So it's not one of those, like a normal M M16 where you can just grab the handle and tuck right. the arm part underneath and just right. kind of do a one-handed thing. You have to heft it. I mean, you yeah. have to heft it. Yeah. yeah. So it's a two-hander. When he used it, he held the wrong, uh, the wrong area of the gun uh -huh. and he burned the heck out of his hand. Wow. Yeah. Wow, crazy. Huh. Just a little factoid. Yeah, no, that's Scarface a good one. There. Yeah, because yeah, I'm sure there's a lot of Scarface fans out there. So. Sure. Yeah, there are. My second one is, um, if anyone, I don't, I mean, this is a, those of you um, samurai TV series fans or movie fans, mm -hmm. Lone Wolf and Cub. Lone Wolf and Cub. Okay. 
Ogami Ito, if you want to say his name, the assassin, and he had his little little son, and the son was transported around with a baby cart, bamboo baby cart. Okay. So in, especially in one of, there was like a series of movies, and I think, there was a bunch of stuff, there was manga, there was movies. Right. There was, um, I think, uh, like a TV series, comics, anyway, that kind of stuff. Uh, in one of the movies, um, his baby cart was totally tricked out. So it had, uh, you could, he had access to a spear, some daggers, also a shield from the baby, and a machine gun. Oh, really? So, yeah, wow. so you like a tap, you tap the side or something, the um, muzzle for the machine gun comes out, comes out. and it totally obliterates it sounds um, like whoever's in front. Well, that probably came first before what I'm thinking of, but when I hear that kind of stuff, I think of like the Robert Rodriguez type of films. Uh-huh. You know. Oh, yeah, it definitely came before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I would say he was probably influenced by that kind of stuff where you take conventional items and just you weaponize it. I mean, if he's anything like Tarantino, because they're kind of connected in a way, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, Tarantino loves that kind of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and, and that's... Um, that's kind of different too because when I when I watch a lot of old samurai stuff, whenever mm-hmm. there is a gun in it, mm-hmm. it's very primitive. You know, mm-hmm. like a type of gun like a pirate would fucking have, or like you know, like some like primitive single shot type of like it's a tube with some gunpowder. Yeah, a I mean, little, you're like, not gonna a find a Winchester and, rifle in, yeah, in a yeah. you know, no matter what. Yeah, no matter what. So it's funny to uh, to just imagine a samurai having the capability of a machine gun. Yeah, technology. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'll, I'll um, include that. I'll include uh, some some clip. From a clip of it, yeah. Lone Wolf sure. and Child. I think we can all. All the. Uh, Not Child Cub, sorry. I always say Child for some reason. Chad, sweet Chad. That's mine too. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Sorry, I'm scrolling my notes on the tiny phone here. Uh, favorite gun in pop culture. I know your your husband's gonna agree with me on this one, Jamie. Uh, Lieutenant Marion Cobra, or Cobretti, a lot of people would know. Uh, <laughs> Sylvester Stallone played him right. in the movie Cobra. Right. He carries a customized Colt Gold Cup National Match. I didn't know his name his was Cobretti. Yeah. That is stupid as hell. <laughs> I'm not going to defend him without okay, one. On. Yeah, I'm just going to defend his gun. <laughs> Again, it's a, it's a customized uh, Colt Gold Cup National Match. That's his sidearm that he uses throughout the film. And not only does he use it, like he, they show he him cleaning uses it. it. Like when he comes home, like <laughs> that's the coolest part is he, he comes home, he opens a fridge and he grabs a carton of eggs and he thinks he's gonna cook or something. Okay. But he opens up the carton and it's his gun cleaning kit that's in the fridge. Right. And then he just starts like cleaning his gun. Why not? Man? Yeah. And then um, he, also grabs a pizza box. Uh-huh. And I was like, man, what's in a pizza box? Uh-huh. Pizza, which at that age is great too. I'm like, hell yeah. He's, and he then he does the most badass thing. Rather than like grabbing a whole floppy piece of pizza, right? He takes a slice, he takes some scissors and he just cuts off, cuts off like a tip of the triangle and then just like, just pops the triangle in his mouth while he's watching TV. I was like, and then what happens to the scissors? You gotta clean it afterwards. When you're a bachelor, you know. Oh my god. Yeah. It wasn't, and back then they didn't have the, the kitchen scissors. It was like regular, like office scissors. You know, those heavy duty, those, 
Yeah. You know those really heavy metal ones that they made all of, of them in, in the 1950s? Who knows what kind of bacteria is on that scissors? It's, it's so big and badass. Like, the bacteria just die on those big things. You can't live on steel. <laughs> but anyway, that, that gun was badass. So that's my favorite. Um, as far as... Oh, no, not Siri. I want Siri here. <laughs> All right, now, I have an honorable mention for my favorite gun. Uh, actually, it's guns, but they're the same gun, but the guy uses two of them. So, mm -hmm. in Face Off, which I've talked about at length in this mm -hmm. podcast, 1997, uh, Caster Troy, which is Nicolas Cage's character, mm -hmm. Caster Troy, uh, his weapons of choice are two... The good guy, he was the good guy. Well, see, well, when you talk about... I mean, Caster Troy was the law enforcement guy, right? No, he's the bad guy. Oh, what? Well, see, in Face Off, the good guy oh, turns bad, the bad guy turns good because they switch faces, so right? It's Nicolas Cage, but John Travolta is in his skin. Oh, I'm sorry, yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so anyway, he uses um, two gold titanium nitride-plated Springfield Armory uh, M1911 AV1 V10s fitted with custom gold inlaid grips. And he keeps them both, like, in, in back holsters, so it's like... The handles are facing outwards on both sides, so he just reaches in back of him and he just like pulls them out. It's, just, right. it's totally badass. Right. Yeah. Especially when you're using both at the same time, you're just leaping through the airs. You know, like you're like, you're like oh, uh -huh. you're jumping across, you know, to uh, to something else because uh -huh. you're uh -huh. taking a, a a rain of fire. You know, people are like sh shooting down. And you're just jumping. Oh, and then doves are just fucking flying be behind you. It's so badass. It's so badass. So anyway. So, favorite blade. Okay. Because, uh, yeah, so bladed, when we see blade, we're not talking about the film, which I may or may not bring up, but <laughs> let's talk about... I did think about that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so let's talk about, like, our favorite bladed weapon, mm -hmm. a weapon in which a blade is a part of it. Okay. Um, so the first thing I really th thought about, so this is my, my pick. I've, kind of like two picks but this is my main pick okay it's crocodile dundee's bowie knife <laughs> call that a knife this is not this is a, yeah, yeah exactly yeah. it's iconic well, it's iconic scene for us it's funny. millennials are like what are you talking yeah, about yeah okay i'm gonna we're gonna put we gotta, up a i gotta, gotta educate that youth you youth gotta learn okay and then my other sort of a um, honorable mention is generally the uh, samurai sword which also called the katana. Also used by Leonardo, the leader of the Teenage Mutant oh, Ninja Turtles, okay, okay. who uses two of them, both holstered on his back. Okay. So Unsheathed. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Because it's just a beautiful weapon. It's just a beautiful weapon, yeah. ancient, yeah. a lot of artistry um, yeah. involved, and history, and part of my culture, really. So I just have to give a shout out to it. I was just watching pop, uh, pop culture, not pop culture, pop fiction. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> it's not like a TV series. Yeah, uh, I know. Get ready for pop culture. <laughs> but yeah, pop fiction, okay. uh, Bruce Willis, you know, he uses a katana at the end to like cut down the two guys that were um, ra raping, uh, what's his name, something, Gossip Jr.? No. What? Anyway, the guy, the big boss, Marcellus, who's in the back getting butt raped by those guys and then he cuts him down he kills a gimp with a katana blade I don't know he kills the two guys Sorry. anyway that was, that was kind of cool because he, he was you could tell he was searching for a gun 
but he gets the katana sword. He ends up liking that more. You can tell he genuinely. Uh. But he knows all the cool shit to do with it. You know, like after you stab a guy and then you supposed to tap the top or whatever. Well, to like flick the blood off. I guess so. Yeah, something mm. like that. But anyway, yeah. Uh, any other favorite blades oh, you got? Um, no. That's it. Okay. Um, my favorite sword of all time comes from my youth. It's the Divine Sword of Perseus from Clash of the Titans in 1981. <laughs> That's a freaking sword. Not so much like the artistry, but the thing is, it's the, it's the shiniest sword ever. There's even like diamonds and shit on it. It's so badass. You know the hilt of the, of the sword? It like, has like diamonds on it. It's like so, it's so good. So good. We are gonna show, okay, let's get a, we're gonna have a photo oh of it. God. If not a clip, what, you perhaps Clash? both. Clash, Clash of the Titans sword. The old sword. one, right? Yeah, the old one. Sword of Perseus. It's amazing. And there's replicas the of Harry it. The Harry Hamlin version. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. So that's my favorite. Um, but I think my other probably favorite swords that are worth mentioning, and again, this is kind of shared by with your passion of the katana, the Hattori Hanzo. Yeah. Swords and mm -hmm. Kill Bill Kill 1 Bill. and 2. Right. Yeah, those are badass. Mm -hmm. Like, I love the way, like, in, in those movies that it's so sharp, it's humming. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, the unsheathed it, and it's like... Mm, right? It's like, it's, it's that... It's going to cut you with its sound alone. Yeah. It's that sharp. I don't understand that, but yeah. But yeah, you Whatever. know what I'm talking about. You don't though. have to understand it. You just yeah. have to know that it's so sharp that it hums. <laughs> My honorable mention for favorite uh, bladed weapon is a fixed blade survival knives using the first two Rambo films. Okay. You know what I'm talking about. They were designed by uh, Jimmy Lyle and it's basically a 14 split saw teeth design like along the spine. It was designed knife. for the movie? Yeah. Mm. It's one of a kind. Mm. And um, I think uh, because Stallone knew like how iconic and like a fan, he even called it the fan favorite. Mm. That he brought it back in a later Rambo film, mm. in like a boat scene. But it didn't make the movie, so it's in really? the director's cut or something like that. Wow. I was reading about it, but huh. anyway, yeah. Just, just picture the most huge, Badass. jagged, jagged spine. Like no, I think I, I have it in my mind. Yeah, yeah, I can picture it. It looks so rough, you know, because it has those teeth in the back, mm -hmm. like. Man, if you get stabbed by one of those, I mean, that just, it, it's going to tear you apart, like, yeah. coming out. Yeah. Like, like a cat's tongue. <laughs> like, if you're going to get stabbed and someone's going to remove it, like, you know what, just push it all the way through. I'd rather take the twist handle. It, twist it a little bit. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'd just rather take the handle. Push the handle all the way through. That's going to hurt less than, it, than the right. serrated teeth. Yeah. 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 Anyway, so that's favorite blades. Favorite martial arts weapon. Jamie, is it the katana? No. What do you got? It's simple. It's my nunchucks. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. It's just cool um, in movies. I mean, it's just... Um, and it's actually very fun. It's fun to um, use it. Do you think it was... One was probably influenced by the other, or maybe not. I don't know. I'm thinking by medieval stuff, you know, because there's some chained weapons in medi medieval weaponry, right? Like uh -huh. the... Like, uh, what's that swinging ball? Is that a mace? No. Mace, yeah. Yeah. So I don't Chain know. mace? Yeah. Yeah. I'm thinking, what came first? Because I think they prob one probably influenced the other, no? 
No, I they mean, didn't know each other existed, right, back then. I would assume it's like from a farm implement of some kind, or maybe I don't uh, know. Maybe I didn't. Sorry, I should have looked it up. No, that's good though. That's a good guess. I'll take that. <laughs> <laughs> you got any other? Oh, I'm sure you have a ton, but you got another. Uh, no, that's it. Um, mine is the Ninja Star, as far as martial arts goes. Oh, I think yeah? it's probably the most original. You know, mm. compared to what uh, martial arts weapons like stands out compared to other I guess so. There's nothing weapons. similar to it in any other culture, right? Yeah. I mean, not that I know of. Besides like darts and things yeah. like that, you right. know, but Ninja Star is like, it's kind of badass. Mm -hmm. you know? so yeah, I, I, have, I have, so I have two Ninja Stars. Um, and one is, one, it, one has only four points. So it's... That's like the traditional one, right? The four points? I guess no. so. But my other one has m multiple points, and it's smaller, smaller and lighter, and so uh -huh. that's easier to um, to throw and stuff. Do you know how to make one out of paper? I've always wanted no. to make those. Those are badass. I suck at origami. Yeah. So I just never. Okay, we're gonna post on our show notes how to make your own paper ninja star. Alright. <laughs> so we're gonna have a chock full of, uh, <sighs> of show notes on this one. Thanks, Jamie. Mm -hmm. <laughs> And, and I can't wait to see your photos of the Ninja Stars. That's kind of why I wanted to see it too, just because, yeah. Okay. I love the Ninja Stars. In the 80s, they're it's all a little about ninjas after rusty. <laughs> okay, so Jamie, I didn't um, include this when we were talking, but I thought I'd, I want to just throw this out there real quick. And we already kind of touched on it anyway, but favorite medieval weapon? Oh, yeah, we didn't think about that. Yeah, we didn't think about that. Um, simple Excalibur. Oh, okay. Yeah. Excalibur sword. In what ways do you feel that it's superior to a katana? Like, say, if you were about to get into a fight and you got to choose a weapon. Well, you'd probably choose a katana because it's it's probably lighter. You mean, if I wanted to actually use it yeah. myself? Yeah, you're about to fight. Well, I don't think I can lift Excalibur. Right. Yeah. Right. But say, if someone who's proficient in one is battling the other. Yeah. That goes into like the um, remember remember there there was a show on Spike. I do. Yeah. I know exactly what, what you're talking now? about. I don't know, but I didn't get to watch all of them. I but guess it that I didn't. One type of warrior against, against another, another type of warrior. Yeah. And sometimes they would do famous warriors like Attila the Hun against. Right. So you put like a Viking versus or, a ninja yeah. or something. Yeah. So sometimes there was like a U.S. United States commando against Spetnaz. Yeah. Or whatever. Yeah. I, they used to do that kind of stuff. So it really just depends on you know if, if if the swords are the best that they can be right it's going to depend on the practitioner yeah who's using it yeah yeah that's true that's true uh, mine is the battle axe mm. i'm not even sure why but when i see it i'm like yeah yeah i mean we know it's unwieldy kind of unwieldy in a way yeah it has its you know all all weapons have their um, flaws and you know, advantages, yeah. but... Yeah. Usually, uh, the guy that uses a battle axe is pretty strong. Right? Oh, it's yeah. usually like a... Either a pudgy, but very wide troll or mm -hmm. something. Or just, <laughs> you know, so, a I, goblin, perhaps. Yes, but, but, you know, like, say, action figures, right? If, you're, if your action figure has a battle axe, you know he's a badass. He's pretty big, right? And there's the vacuum. Perfect. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now let's talk about the least favorite weapon. So this could be a gun could be a blade, could mm -hmm. be a whatever, could be an explosive. Right. Right, so least favorite weapon, what is yours? The cannon. 
like the on a pirate ship type of yeah, like, put or the on ball in there. Civil War. Yeah. Whatever. Because it's just no, doesn't seem to be any finesse to it. Fucking slow. It's not exact, right? You're just kind of. It's like cheating almost. <laughs> but then, it, yeah, it takes forever. You gotta have a bunch of them and you gotta like plan it you out. You have to have like, a team. You, yeah, you right? shoot, then I shoot. You gotta stagger it out. And then, yeah, I mean, it's horrible. The, the aim is like horrible on those. Yeah. Because I'm sure back then. Well, I think nowadays it's fairly good. Sure, but, sure. But yeah. back then, like, I'm sure. Every ball wasn't created equal, right? Especially when times got tough. Mm -hmm. So it's like, mm -hmm. depends on the ball. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So. Okay, I think you're gonna like mine. I don't think you're gonna like it as a weapon, but you're gonna appreciate the reference. Okay. So my least favorite is the Batleth. The what? The Botleth or Batleth. It's. You have a lisp? No. <laughs> B A T apostrophe L E T H. What is that? It's the blade weapon of choice by Worf on Star Trek The Next Generation, <laughs> okay. 1990. Right. That was the first time it was used. Uh, credit to Cracked.com, by the way, for helping me decide on this. Okay. But basically, it's a curved blade approximately mm -hmm. five yeah. feet long with two spiked protrusions at each end and three handholds mm. along the back, which can be used to twist and spin the blade rapidly. Mm. But, I mean, three handles, you, you got two hands, why do you need three handles? Um, options, gotta keep your options yeah. open, man. It's, so, it's clumsy, heavy, and because you need two hands to use it, pretty much, uh -huh. uh, it has almost no reach. So think about that, right? And it's you, close quarter Yeah, they, and they said you can, you can go one-handed to swing at your opponent, but that sends the other razor sharp end Maybe directly you at your own you gut. Could it. it could throw it. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it's just not a practical thing, you it's know. Beautiful though. Yeah. Aesthetically pleasing. <laughs> but like I'm misping again. <laughs> Aesthetically pleasing. Pleasing. But yeah, it's a, it's a bat left. I'm, I'm, per, I'm pretty sure I'm saying it wrong because mm. my Klingon is rusty. <laughs> As At first, I, I thought it was you're talking about some kind of Batman. No, and you know, as much as I love Batman, not a fan of his uh, his gadgets and his weapons. I like mean, the Batarang, I'm like, eh, whatever. They're, I guess, effective, but I just I wouldn't choose them for any of these categories. Yeah, yeah. I don't get that excited. No. Yeah, I'd, I'd rather just see Batman just punch. Like I get more excited in his hand to hand combat. I like with his when weapons. he uses his cape. <laughs> As a weapon, or just you like to see it flap, sure, I don't, flap in no, the breeze? I don't know, I just, yeah, I like the flapping. Yeah. <laughs> He's on the side of the road, just peeing, but the wind's blowing. So. Okay, so we wanted to form this thing called the Weapon Hall of Fame. Yeah. So I'm going to try to, if I didn't explain this, well, I'll go ahead and jump in. But basically a character, a franchise that has or had a collection of badass weapons. Mm-hmm. So who's in the Weapon Hall of Fame? So I just chose one. I mean, I can choose choose a whole bunch, but I just just chose Q from the James Bond franchise. Oh, as opposed to Q from Star Trek: The Last Generation. Right. Okay. Thanks for making that distinction for yeah. me. Yeah. Okay. Because um, you know he's the um, the weapons master. He's the gadget master. You know, um, and I'm not gonna make any distinctions between John Cleese or not. No, John Cleese was well, he was Q for a while. 
short, very short while. But uh, the original Q was that Desmond Llewellyn? No idea. I always get mixed up between between M and Q. But anyway, he was an old guy. Mm. The new guy is uh, Ben Wishaw, I think. Um, On anyway, when you say a new guy, that's mm-hmm. Q. On what? On what platform? Which version? What TV show? James Bond, the movies. Oh, okay. Like which? Uh, the Daniel Craig. The the, the latest ones. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Okay. That's all. All right. By the way, little tangent here on James Bond. You know, since Captain Marvel is a woman, and like all of these other Doctor Who is a woman now, do you ever think they're gonna be gonna have a Jane Bond? I wouldn't put it past them, yeah. but um, I Is it something be... that you want to see? No, not oh, really. Okay, just wondering. Okay, um, who am I inducting into the Weapon Hall of Fame? Uh, Blade. <laughs> Blade is a... His name just says it. <laughs> Blade is a, I don't know how you say it, Dampire? Damper? A human with vampire strength. Strengths. So where's the damp come into play? I don't know. But anyway, he's a <laughs> damn good. That's what I'm talking oh, about. I see. He's a human with vampire half, strength. Half fire. But half no, fire. no. Semi. But not their weaknesses, and who protects humans from vampires. So he has his own weaponsmith. So there you go, right? Whistler. We have a good arrangement. Yeah, I don't he like. He makes your weapons, and I use them. I don't like him. Really? Never did. What? He's a great actor. No, he's not. Yeah, I mean, he plays the same guy and everything, but. He's great to see. When you see him, you know what you're gonna get. I don't like to hear him or see him. <laughs> Come on, Blade. <laughs> Does he say that? If you like <laughs> suck blood, go ahead and put that serum in you. Probably not, but that's the whistler in my the head. Star is born. Uh, he also has those darts with that serum, you know, that kills the vampires. Mm. Like, I guess it would be his equivalent to Ninja Stars, mm. you know? Um, and then, oh, the sword. Can we talk about the sword? Like, he made swords cool again. In the yeah, 90s, for yeah, sure, right? Yeah. And it's a, it's a sword that only he can hold. Remember when another guy tried to use it, like spikes come out and like, and cut you. Oh. This guy dropped it. They have guns like that too, of course. That sort of. Um, the spinning mechanisms. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Um, and then what else? Oh, the twin blade glaive. So that's kind of like a. Imagine if Blade had a batarang. That's pretty much what it is. It's like. Um, it's like b- blades on two sides, and then he holds the center. Uh-huh. And then there's that one scene where he just kind of throws it in a room, and it goes in a circle, okay. and, then, and then he catches it. Mm-hmm. And then there's that second pause, and then all the vampires just like Drop. burst into flames. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah, cool. Yeah. And there's some uh, replicas of that too online. Very cool. And I was thinking of putting that in the show notes, but I don't know. Whatever, Jamie, I don't want to put that on you. Whatever. If, I think we have enough. Yeah, okay. Honorable mention, I don't need to go too far into this, but the entire cast of Predator, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Everybody just had freaking great weapons. Jesse the Body Ventura with that, with that crazy one, right? The one with the spinning Gatlin, Gatlin gun. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. just great weapons. Anyway, so I think uh, we're done with weapons. We're good. Yeah. On to move so. to her. It's a, it's a new segment that we want to do now, so mm-hmm. enjoy this. It's opposite news all right so Jamie why don't you explain what opposite news is 
Okay, so this is just something where we um, we find search for and find um, some kind of kooky news bit. Yeah. Um, or just news that interests us or interesting, us. Yeah. you know, uh, debate worthy perhaps, just discussion worthy, um, and we're just going to share. So um, one or two, we have each one or two uh, news stories to share, and then we're going to discuss. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So go ahead. What do you got? So <laughs> I can't let go of this one. I, I've shared it on Facebook and told everybody about it. So. Um, a man in China uh, was hospitalized uh, for a severe lung infection and doctors um, theorized that he contracted it from taking, from smelling his dirty socks daily, every day. I guess when he comes home from work or right. something. Um, now, this comes from China and is not uh, verified by anyone in, in the United States. Um, so, its its uh, accuracy is questionable. Yeah, and what I think is, uh, you know, like how some people are more tolerant to certain things, right? Because mm -hmm. as a culture or a race, they haven't been exposed to it as much, you know. So I'm thinking, just bear with me now. So. I think maybe because maybe Chinese people traditionally don't do that, smell their smelly socks. So they're not that um, strong or immune to smelling spores or having those type of fungusy spores that close to them. Whereas the Portuguese smell <laughs> everything, and I'm sure if the same guy were to do that and smell their socks. Nothing. 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 Because whatsoever. their people have been smelling everything. Their, their sense of smell is, that, is very acute. Is that a racist thing, way to think? I mean, is that racist? No, 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 no not at okay, all. It's, it's stereotypical, just, though. Yeah, it's like um, like how some races are... Uh, you know they'll eat anything, like... Or like with alcohol, right? Certain races get okay. drunk faster. Or have tempers. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But anyway, this guy, um, it's not just that he smelled his socks a lot. He was... Um, his immune system was already pretty bad because uh, he was a, I don't know if he was a single parent, but he was a parent of a young child and he didn't get enough, he knows he didn't get enough sleep. So, you know, if your uh, system is already compromised and you're inhaling spores. Didn't take a whole lot to yeah. send him down. Yeah. 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 Okay. All right. Well, you already know what I think, so. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Got another story. Um, Should we alternate? Yeah, let's do that. Okay, uh, I have a little bit of entertainment news, and even though this was uh, big news today, mm -hmm. but even though this will come out probably a few weeks from now, okay. um, it's still very important. It's very exciting. Is it really? Yes, yes. If you're alive in the 90s, you'll be happy about this. Mm. All that is back. You know what I'm talking I, about when I, I say all that. I saw that piece, yeah. but I didn't know what they were talking about. All that uh, was a show that kept on giving to uh, Nickelodeon. See, I never watched Nickelodeon for much of anything. Yeah, see, yeah, because by the time Nickelodeon came, you were kind oh, of... Uh, old enough. Yeah, kind too of old. too old for it, yeah, mm -hmm. I think so. So, but yeah, with Nickelodeon in the 90s, it was popping. And so, yeah, all that, it was a kid's sketch comedy show. Okay. And that, that's basically where Kenan Thompson got his chops as a sketch actor. Oh, really? Yeah, the whole Kenan and Kel. 
So they were on all that. Then Keenan and Kel kind of took off on its own thing. And then Keenan oh. was so he quiet had life before SNL. Oh yeah, totally. So oh, when he joined that. SNL, like he already had like a fan base mm. because of all the people that grew up watching him in the nineties. Oh. Like yeah. Okay. So and it's cool just seeing Keenan Thompson. Um, so for he's one, be go- executive producer. He's on a, this one, yeah, right? he's executive yeah, producer. Yeah. So because um, people are wondering, like, oh, you know, he's he's the longest running Saturday Night Live cast member. Mm-hmm. So not saying that he's gonna leave mm-hmm. or maybe he might I don't know he might, he might. Maybe but, eventually. but either way it's just good to see him having some other some, projects and going on. Yeah. yeah but then also to be I mean sketch is definitely his strong suit so mm. to stick with what he knows but also for him to be a showrunner which I think is is neat mm-hmm. yeah because okay. you know he learned like a shit ton of stuff from Lauren Michaels right so yeah. he's like ready to lay that down yeah and I think now he has young children too so yeah, yeah so even it'll... more of a connection there yeah it's gonna resonate so hard it's gonna change the world <laughs> all right what's what's your news Jamie what's your second piece of my news? other one uh, is not actually a news piece okay it's, I mean you can't find it you know on the net or anything so we're just taking your word for it then. yeah well you know it's true okay because um, it's um, in our office there are there have been two incidences of theft, <laughs> snack oh, theft. Snack theft. We have a, a snack thief mm-hmm. amongst someone. It's not in our department. I pretty much know that, uh-huh. or I, I feel that it's someone from another department. And I know this is not a, a, an uncommon thing amongst no. yeah, offices, right. any office, wherever you are. Yeah, you're gonna have people stealing lunches out of the fridge. The, yeah, that's like. A- I mean. That's this escalating it's even more. It's, yeah. it's ridiculous. Animals. Animals. Savages, really. Savages. Uh, yeah. yeah. And uh, so some of them are really, some of us in the office are really up in arms. Yeah, especially the ones that are really charitable to give stuff. Yeah, like me. Like you. I bring a lot of stuff yeah. to work. Yeah. Um, and actually the ones that sort of the stolen goods came from, right? Right. Right. So... Uh, yeah, so I mean, one of our uh, coworkers even went so far as to order a oh, camera. Like a motion sensor camera. Yeah, like a small camera. <laughs> so she's going to set it up and maybe perhaps, um, um, you know, set a trap, maybe. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. You know? Yeah, it'd be interesting. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what we can find or what she'll see. Yeah. Maybe it might be something that you totally don't even expect. I mean. Yeah. Maybe by that time, this whole thing will be resolved, but maybe rodents you know, or some other thing, whatever else might trigger a motion sensor. Most, most likely, there will be nothing that we find. Hopefully. <laughs> All right. Uh, anything else on that story? No, that's it. Okay. By the way, if you have any uh, tips on how to deal with that type of situation, yeah. definitely let us know on our page. Yep. Uh, my second piece of news is the new Tinder-like app helps farmers match livestock for love. <laughs> a Tinder-inspired app is helping farmers match up potential partners for mm. their cattle. Mm-hmm. It's called Tudler or Tutter. Yeah, Tutter. It's a mix of the dating app Tinder and Utter. Oh, my God. It lets farmers swipe right on cattle they like <laughs> to look of. They like to look up. Anyway, um, they're then directed to a page on the Smell My Livestock. That stock, not 
anyway, a website where they can browse more pictures and data about the animals before deciding whether to buy. Valuable information is available on matters like milk yield and protein content or calving potential. Hmm. Which is, I mean, for any... Well, let's you say know, like, I would, if I started that app, I would call it Steerage. Steerage. Hmm. Or something like that. Steerage, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure if I, if I put more thought into it, I could probably... But I was thinking like, like, uh, like dog breeders. Mm-hmm. Right? Like they would like, like something like that, right? Yeah. It has to be within the same breed. I mean... It would be by well, breed, not, not but then breed. there's... No, there's not, now you have those hybrid weird thingies. Yeah. Like a Labradoodle. Right, right. But there's, uh, but even within your own breed, there's characteristics to look for. Mm-hmm. You know, you could uh, list their accolades, right? How many shows their bloodline has won. Mm. Maybe how big the litters are. Mm-hmm. Right? That kind mm-hmm. of stuff, so... But then uh, maybe there'll, there'll be like a catfishing um, trend amongst uh, dog breeders. <laughs> yeah, maybe. It, but then, you know what I'm worried about going back to the using it for cattle? Mm-hmm. Is like, what if farmers use it like, you know, like, because there's farmers that have sex with their cattle. Right. So, you know, they could be using it pretending like they're buying it so to be called with their... <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Or something. But, uh, but yeah, that's what worries me. Then they, they should just be upfront about it and just, you know, no, if they're up have an app that matches uh, But that's humans, bestiality. There wouldn't be an app that would... with um, domestic... Uh, Pets. Well, animal. Animals, animal lovers. Uh, that's illegal. Is it? Is yeah. it really? <laughs> In your heart of hearts, I mean, is it really? <laughs> Uh, okay. Any more news or we're all done? <laughs> no, 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 we're, we're done. Okay, that's news. Opposite news. <sighs> okay, so on to our next, uh, our next, what do you call this, segment that... Uh, <laughs> taste test. Taste test, the yes. snack review. So this week, we are going to be tasting honey sriracha macadamias. And you can hear, you can literally hear it. Now as Jamie opens up the bag here, uh, Premium macadamias seasoned with a mixture of sweet honey and spicy sriracha. Now, when you talk about macadamias, their slogan is basically taste of the tropics. These are slow roasted macadamias, gluten-free, by the way. And since the first macadamia tree was planted in 1946 on the big island of Hawaii, macadamia nuts have been used to create a delectable assortment of the finest products. Great tasting mana loa, Macadamia nuts and treats meet the highest standards of quality and excellence. Sriracha is a type of hot sauce or chili made from the paste of chili peppers, distilling vinegar, garlic, sugar, and salt. The Huifeng Foods Sriracha was uh, produced in the early 1980s for dishes served at American faux restaurants. Whoa. Okay, so I'm looking at these nuts right now. These nuts, and they are powdered. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing this is going to be... Lots of seasoning on yeah, it. Yeah, lots of seasoning. Um, imagine, I guess they kind of look like corn nuts. Well, I mean, they're macadamia nuts. No, but, but you know like how corn nuts are covered so much in the seasoning? It's like Oh, because that the seasoning level. is kind of a yellowish, orangish. Yeah. 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 So, um, yeah, normal 
macadamia nuts usually kind of have a, almost like an off-white looking or yellowish. What color would you brown. describe? I'd say brown. Very like a brown, light brown. A large like, brown corn. Like a light tan, very albino-like. Yeah, taupe, taupe, okay. I'll, I'll agree with that on the taupe. <laughs> These motherfuckers be red. No, they're not actually red, no. though. There's like red specks, though, and black specks in there. I, I'm just expecting this to be salty as hell, like corn nuts. I think the main thing at hand, though, is how hot is it going to be? Although, let's that's, that's not forget, it's honey. It's sriracha. honey sriracha. Yeah. So there may be some kind of like a Swedish kind of sweet. S sweet means not, salty. Not, yeah. On we, these we nuts. Spicy. Sweet, salty on these nuts. Let's go ahead and try these. Okay. Okay. We're going to pick up probably the darkest one. Most seasoning. Cheers. Good start. Good start. There's a taste of something, but it went away, and now all I taste is. Um, I taste more macadamia sweet, nut. like honey. Another one. I have that little kick in the back of my throat, though. So that's probably the sriracha. You know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna lick a nut. I'm gonna lick, <laughs> I'm gonna lick a nut before I put it in my mouth. Don't do that every day. I don't know. I was expecting something stronger. I think the more, it's like, you know, it's, a, it's kind of mild, so the more you eat, the more you're going to get a, like a buildup of a little bit spicy. And then, of course, you're going to have like the equivalent to Cheetos hands, right? The seasoning's going to be uh -huh. in your fingers. Yeah. Then you lick it Maybe off. Maybe not so sticky. It's not going to stick so much. You can just go like that. Well, that depends how you eat it. I think there's some people where they, your fingers oh. make contact with your mouth, your mouth, I mean, your fingers and get... It makes a paste. Yeah. So that dust Eating just gets some caked more. on. Some more. Yeah. It's good. It's good. Mm -hmm. Addicting. Yeah. But, um, like, say if, you know, like I was blindfolded or something, right? Like mm -hmm. a blind taste test or mm -hmm. something, and I had to guess the flavor. I'm not yeah. sure if I would say sriracha. I'm not even sure if I'd say it, because I would know it's a macadamia nut, mm -hmm. but I'd be like, oh, is it flavored? I don't know. Oh, salt? Oh, definitely. It's uh, salted? And that's about it, you know, like... You know, like how some things are garlic, or some things are ranch. Like, this, I don't know, it's very... I think I would detect a slight kick. It's uh, it's because too. You have, what do you have what we have so far? We have just the salted. Right. We have um, my onion and what you call it? what is it called my onion. Yeah, my onion. My sure. onion, something. Not my small onion. Uh huh. I love those. Okay. I love those, but those don't have a kick. It's just very salty. Very salty, but you know that taste though. When you say Maui onion, I know what yeah, that taste is. Yeah, because then your mouth. Just smells like onions. <laughs> but this, I don't oh, yeah. know. And then, yeah, okay. It says on the back. Okay. There's dry roasted. That's a regular. Honey roasted. And then Maui onion and garlic. That's what I'm missing. Mmm. And then this one. This new one. Not mm. strong enough for me. It tastes great. I know. It tastes great. I'm, I'm not sure if I'm just desensitized because I like flaming hot stuff. I so. think you are. 
but um, yeah, tasty for sure. Yeah. But the thing is, do I rate it on just, oh, it tastes good, but, um, or do I just rate it on how much it's meeting or not meeting my expectations? Because I want sriracha, right? So again, do I say, oh, it tastes great or doesn't taste like sriracha, so I'll give it a low rating. Well, what do I do, Jamie? I'm at a crossroads here. She slowly ask, takes a sip of water. Ask the eight ball. No. Uh. Maybe I'll do an eight ball and then... Uh... <laughs> so anyway. Maybe you should lick some more nuts. <laughs> Maybe I should lick these nuts right here. I'll lick these nuts. Oh, these I love nuts. I, love it. Uh, I will give these five out of seven Mac nuts. Five out of seven. Well, that's pretty good. It's, it's pretty good, good because they taste good. Yeah. I'm, I'm not going to get mad that it's not sriracha. Okay. Flavor. That's fair. That's fair. That is very fair. That's very fair of you. Thanks. After you lick your nuts. Um, How about you, Jamie, who also licked some nuts today? <laughs> no, I, I just ate some nuts. I didn't lick them. Well, you licked them once you were in your mouth. That's semantics, really. <laughs> um, okay, so I, I really like these. I would just, you know, sit in front of the TV and eat a whole bunch. Um, so, I'll give it a, let's see, it's a seven out of nine. Um, I don't know what the unit of measure is. Okay. Uh, give me one. So, uh, sriracha peppers? No. See, no, it doesn't go with that. See, exactly. No. Uh, seven out of nine. Okay, uh, seven out of nine. Um, uh, bear shaped uh, honey receptacles. Jeez. Okay. <laughs> and that's high praise for you, from you, because you, you actually eat, like, that's your nut of choice, yeah? Macadamia nuts. Uh, when I want to treat myself. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. All right. So there we have it. Eight more episodes of this third season of the podcast. So thanks for listening. Be sure to like and subscribe to the Opposite Taste podcast on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, connect with us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Opposite Taste Podcast. And follow us on Twitter at Opposite Tastes. There we go. Feels yeah. good. Mm. Mm. Okay. Mm. We should uh, title this episode Weapons and These Nuts. Weaponized nuts. Weaponized nuts. No, anyway. We'll see. Anyway, yeah. Nuts about weapons. Yeah. Yeah? I like that one. Okay, all right. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Peace out. Bye.